Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Oi, the boys and girls on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes the tales can get quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And thank you for listening. Oh, let's go! You're listening to This Just In on Footy Prime, your almost daily footy fix. Okay. All right, was it 3-0 the final TFC game? Was uh, final, right? Yeah, 3-0 was the final. Yeah. Okay. I got a good. Oh, uh, it's funny. I put MLS in, and the Realtor.ca came up. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and it, 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 actually, that's that's coincidental. Maybe even ironic for TFC, as a lot of those players will be moving on. Ooh, nice that. That's that's clever. That's clever. Well, look, what a weekend for soccer, though. Other than other than the pram, which was. Very upsetting for me because Everton and Brentford, Everton finally plays a complete game. But Canada's women's soccer team on on Friday night plays maybe one of their best matches in a in a while, right? Mm-hmm. And and then of course TFC does exactly what we want them to do and lose. <laughs> so Herdman, they will be at the bottom. So when Herdman starts his epic, this odyssey like basically he's gonna be homer doing this odyssey kind of storybook ending they're gonna it's gonna be like a rudy movie for like they're setting this up perfectly for him right bottom of the barrel players disenfranchised guys not trying there can't be anything better for a coach for a manager right I've got to say, it's a pretty yeah. sweet gig, right? John's done a great job negotiating this for himself. So he takes a job. Now, usually when you take a job in football, you take it straight away, jump right in there, wherever you are, right? John's had time mm-hmm. to decompress, breathe, um, watch from afar, watch this team just just implode upon itself, even more so than it was imploding before he, he took the job. Maybe he changed his mind now. <laughs> maybe he's thinking, actually, <laughs> maybe I don't want any part of this. I don't know. Yeah. But, but Craig, I mean, it's uh, quite an unusual... Yet? 
setup, right? But I don't blame him at all for doing this because he'll have three games left to do really nothing, just clean the house, essentially, right? Clean his own house. <laughs> he's doing that right now. He's like, I'll come out when I'm finished doing the dusting and the vacuuming and cutting the grass and maybe one more game. It's true. It's pretty good. Another game of Monopoly with his kids, right? Yeah. Go camping. What the hell? I don't know. Do you think he's actually uh, enjoying his time off, or is it like this this big old elephant in the room kind of looming there in the future? Like, wow, I've got to at some point show up into that room, into that locker room, and make sense of this madness, albeit for what? You know, a, a month left or whatever it's going to be. Not even that. A couple of weeks. It's got to be. I, I'm not sure how he's enjoying the the house cleaning. Is what I'm saying. Mm. It'll be interesting to see how these guys play when he does get there because these last couple of games have been woeful. They're not closing down. They're not. It's the effort is brutal. They've totally switched off. I would say though, if in any job, if you were coming in and you were able to have carte blanche, which they probably, he probably has a lot of carte blanche going, right? Like can change players, can all of these things. Wouldn't be that be the perfect gig? You know, even if it's, hey, I'm going to be the manager uh, at a Lowe's that you know that you can fire people or get rid of them or bench them or move them to another team. I mean, that's got to be at least your, your, if you've got the management's, the ownership's confidence to do that, that's the perfect job, right? Yeah, yeah. you're right, actually, Warren. I mean, from, from a national team standpoint, is it, if this was the national team and you can't change the players, you're kind of stuck with a squad and move a couple guys around, but you're pretty much stuck with it. This is a chance for him to change things up, but there are also contracts and different things that are going to be challenging for him to deal with. And But I bet we see a difference in effort when he comes in, which is just really, I said it before, almost disrespectful toward Terry Dunfield. But how about that yeah, New York crowd? Was there, a, was, was there a bomb scare at that stadium? <laughs> not There's many nobody there. there. I know. Like 500 people. They're they're not doing well either, are they? New York Red Bulls? It was the Red Bulls or the FC? No, it's New York City FC. Oh. Our, uh, our boy, Jeffrey Nesca, I love his tweet, actually. This was during the match. Uh, he says, uh, we have some decent players still in the roster. I don't think it matters. This team needs to be atomized and built from scratch. No trace of this next term. Clean the club like it's infested with bed bugs. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the, you know, you know, when you throw out a uh, mattress, you have to wrap it in plastic when it has bed bugs, right? And it sits out in the middle of the road. And the only people who are at least looking at it a little bit are, you know, people who need uh, a, a place bed. to sleep and wongers. We're always looking for free beds. <laughs> <laughs> This this might more be, be more like you've got to get um, roll it up in a carpet, roll up the corpse in a carpet, and roll Ooh. it up. You know, you see that carpet on the street, and it's rolled up with a stain. You think, oh, it's definitely a body in there somewhere. Yeah, and Some there's of, like a- I, th- I think John has to be the hatchet man. He's got to be the Joe Pesci. He's got to walk in there and just start, you know, just 
killing people, basically. Mm. It's going to kill people, <laughs> I think. Dismemberment. Dismemberment, yeah, yeah. The, 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 the corpse is dead. It's a corpse. That's right. He's got to cut up the corpse and find somehow a way to get rid of the corpse in pieces. Mm. So he's got to go for a late night dinner at his mom's and borrow a knife. And tell, and then have her show show a painting of an old man in a boat. Yes, with a dog pointing the other way. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember yeah. that scene? That was a Goodfellas description. Yeah. People, yeah. yeah, go watch Brilliant. Goodfellas. Brilliant movie. They're all around there for dinner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John Herman is going to be Joe Pesci. That's what it's going to be. <laughs> there might be a, a meat truck at the end of the season. Maybe not. But who's hanging from the hook in the meat truck? Who's Having taller? Are they? <laughs> hmm? Who's what? Who's taller? <laughs> Joe Pesci. Ooh. Joe or John? Jeez. That's a good one. Joe's That's pretty close. small. Joe Pesci's pretty small. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't matter with a um, baseball bat. We should explain the absence of Jimmy Brennan and, uh, and Dubs. Jimmy's right now calling Canadian Premier League from one soccer. And Dubs is, uh, well, we'll say for the, for the, a good story. She's in the air right now, coming to Toronto for the show on Monday morning, uh, evening, I should say. But she's not. She's actually still at home right now, but she will be in a plane at some point. But anyway, it's a small crew today, but we're okay. We watched a lot of football this weekend. We did. A lot of football. Vancouver lost and Montreal lost, by the way, as well. They are like hanging on to their playoff lives right now as well. It's amazing how tight it is, actually. Well, Craig... And you always talk about it's not like the last three weeks are everything. If you can come away with two wins and a draw, all of a sudden you're you jump past two or three teams. It's incredible, really. It's exciting. Really it exciting. Yeah. Top nine make it. Meanwhile, the CPL uh, cavalry clinched the supporter shield this past weekend. Good for Tommy. Good for Tommy. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. To the other Premier League, though. I'd like to call him D'Artagnan. <laughs> <laughs> quite a weekend. Uh, Craig, it almost happened again, didn't it? It almost happened. The record. Almost. Newcastle, eight. At Sheffield United. Eight different scorers. First time ever in Premier League history. You've had eight different scorers. That's, that's incredible, isn't it? That's really Craig. That, that is really quite something. Sheffield United lost. They've lost eight nothing to Newcastle before. I think it was like 1999. They lost eight nothing to them as well. Nothing like losing eight nothing at home. Jesus, that's when you wish you're in the championship. Yeah. Well, maybe that's where they should be right now. I mean, all the all the promotion clubs are, are looking like there's a good chance there'll be relegation clubs as well this season, don't they? Yeah. Even what though losing eh? got a point, but still, what a gap. Yeah. You don't want the gap to form too soon. There's still, I think, enough teams in, in some abject horror on the season that, you know, it's too soon to say there's going to be a big separation. But currently, let me just punch up the, uh, the table here. Because uh, Everton obviously got that all-important win, finally. Finally scored goals. Uh, where are we here? Oh, well, great. While I load this up, my slow loot unit here. Like, how, how many Burnley, games Sheffield. into the season do we need to, like, watch before you get a good idea of what a team is. It's, it's mm. only been six games so far, right? Yeah, but if you look at the table, I bet you that's not. we're not looking at something that's too far off what it is right now. 
maybe Chelsea. Here it is right now. So, so Luton uh, won. So it's just a two-point gap between Bournemouth, who are safe at the moment, and the relegation teams, who are all on one point. Yeah, they haven't got a win yet. I'm just looking at the... Uh, really interesting to see Brighton up there, right? Eh? Brighton of Albion. <laughs> In third. You can just say Brighton Wonger if you want. Yeah, just say Brighton. I know, but I feel bad for the people who live in Hove Albion. <laughs> or in Hove. Oh, Hove, yeah, in the oh, Hove it's, part. It's, sorry, it's, there, are those three separate neighborhoods kind of thing? No, no, all no, put no, together? no. Brighton and Hove two. are two. Oh. And then Albion is kind of like the, the, the nickname, like City or United, but it's oh, Albion, I right, remember? So Brighton yeah. could be the, the best Albion we've seen for a very long time. Okay. Which isn't saying very much. So then I, f- I feel badly for the people of Hove because <laughs> Brighton's always getting the marquee name. They're the headliner. They're just lucky to be a part of it. You think? There's hangers on, aren't they, really? <laughs> They're like the, uh, the, the diamonds in Rushton and Diamonds. That's a club down the table. Sounds like a pub, doesn't it? Rushton and Diamonds. I never quite figured that one out. Pub I'm team. also thinking... I'm also thinking that Craig should start receiving some uh, journalists texting him, emailing him about this eight, eight nil Newcastle win. Is no, you need a niner for that. I think I know. It's got to be the niner, right? It's always around this season that Craig. I mean, you've been on. You've been. You've been doing an interview at least every year since we started this podcast. But it's always Southampton in the past, right? Oh, right. They, yeah, they, they, they gave up nine three. twice. Yeah, one at home. Mm -hmm. At what point does a home fan start enjoying it? Like when your your team's being like crushed and just say, you know what? This day's down the shitter. Let's make the Mm. most of it. Let's have a good time now. I would think probably at the five or six nil mark, wouldn't you? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I thought you meant the season. Oh, (laughs) no, no, no. I think they've already come to terms with it. Well, what about a pie and a pint? When do you start going, hey, this pie and this pint are delicious. I'm going to have six more pints. Like you can't anymore, right? Like is that that's only at the bar. You can't do it while you're at the stadiums because they they don't serve booze, right? No, no, they serve serve booze in the concourse, but you can't take it to your seats. Oh, I see. And I'm not sure when they stop as well. They might stop. It might be during the match. I'm not sure. But, I mean, it's a two-hour match, give or take, right? What it is nowadays. How many beers do you need to have at the pub before the match to still be drunk by the end of the game? Yeah, that's tough. You need at least a sixer in you, six pints. At the very least, I would think, right? And your first pee, you're getting rid of your drunk. Like, basically, you, you I mean, that's when you have to do an edible at, like, halftime. Well, the let me just tell you a little trick. Pee. What you, mean, you may I tell trick? you the trick? I have a trick. So the trick is, if you're going to a match on a Sunday, okay, you want to get really, really drunk on the Friday and then catch your hangover on the Saturday. So when you wake up on Sunday, you are already hammered, like mm. two days worth of just stinky booze. So when you go to the pot, or to the pub, you have your first one and it's like, holy jeepers creepers, I'm wasted again. But then, then you just want to add to it. So everyone you add to that, you're like, okay, it's going to be another day of horrible hangover. But a really great day at, at the field. So, But also, JC, also why that's a brilliant, brilliant plan is that if you're really stinking hungover, you're not peeing much. No. Mm. Right? 
No. So, so there's no interruption, be it a concert or, or a match. There's no match concert P interruption because my issue is I love my beer at, at events more than, mm. you know, a, a mixed drink or, or a shot. So you have your six pints or seven pints somewhere beforehand. I'm getting up continuously for a piss, mm. upsetting the person in the road beside me and my enjoyment as well. Mm-hmm. So the plan is a two-day binge. Yes. With and, and the end, the, the big, you know, the big party at the end, the big main point, it is that event on the second evening. Yeah, and your body is saying, oh, my God, I will keep any ounce of water-type liquid in me so you never pee. This is great. This is We should write this out, I think, mm-hmm. and pass it around at... Uh, you know, and, and then when you finally do pee, it's let Austin Powers seven minute pee after he wakes up from being evacuation. Com- <laughs> com- or just have a catheter. Ooh, yeah, well, there's that. Good idea. Yeah, Never we can call it the footy prime method. Yeah, some guy they, they didn't they catch some guy at a game with a catheter taped to his leg. I remember reading about that a while back. So he didn't. That was for medical seat. reasons. I mean, back in the old days, in the terraces, when you were standing in the terraces, um, you would, I mean, I didn't do this, but you would get a, a program, like the match day program, and you just roll it up and you just piss through that onto the ground. <laughs> so the terraces just stank of urine mm-hmm. because you couldn't go anyway, right? They were so jammed, you jammed in there. You couldn't get out if you had, if you wanted to anyway. That, that's, that's what I do in days. the crow's nest when we're, when we're filming <laughs> at, one is, at one soccer. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to come down and walk in front of the camera, so I just I pee in that through my you know into a little bucket. Well, maybe you should maybe you should try the Footy Prime method and get absolutely smashed tonight. Way ahead of you. <laughs> <laughs> that theory he was talking about, he's doing it right now. Yeah, he's doing it right now. Yeah, yeah. Things you learn tonight. Footy Prime. Saturday hungover, Ooh. and here he is. <laughs> so Newcastle smashed the Blades 8 uh, nothing. Um, the big match though a really great match was the 2-2 draw in the North London derby bit of controversy in that I suppose um, but overall I, I thought for Spurs I mean that was a I wouldn't call it a statement because they drew but to come back at the Emirates Craig to draw mm-hmm. they are for real I think this year Spurs six games mm-hmm. in a bit I think they're legitimately a, a good team who just looks so much stronger mentally than the last couple mm-hmm. of years yeah, no, it's good to see, isn't it? I mean, really good uh, from their standpoint. The manager, love the guy. He's amazing, Ange. And uh, they lose Harry Kane, and they seem to be playing better for it almost. They have eight points from losing positions this season. Eight points. This team that's, that's fights a big back. change. Do you think Harry? Do you think Harry's is looking right now and thinking? Because I mean, listen, he, he's bossing it in Germany. He got a hat trick this weekend, although not a real hat trick apparently. Because in Germany, a real hat trick is three goals in one half, back to back to back. He, he split it over two halves, but it's a hat trick. Um, he, he's doing great. He's going to win a championship. What? Probably Bayern wait, Munich. wait. Yeah, they have a different hat trick in yeah, German. Germans have a different hat trick. Yeah. So it has to be all in the same half. Yeah, is basically what you're saying, and and like a natural hat trick back to back. Oh, like all in a row, mm-hmm. in one half. Jeez, which is bullshit. Come on, let's be honest. Three goals are three goals, aren't they? That's a big oh. trick. Ooh. Yeah. So, so but Harry, I mean, as, as well as he's doing, do you think part of it is thinking, man, I would like to play in that Ange Postacoglu 
set No, I don't think he's thought about Spurs at all. <laughs> you being sarcastic? <laughs> no, I am kind of, but no, I don't think he has at all. He's got the league wrapped up. Bayern Munich are going to win their 12th straight title, and he's got eight goals already this season. He's having a blast. He's like, geez, I should have moved earlier. <laughs> well, maybe that, yeah. But I don't know. He's got to have one eye on, on what they're doing and how they're playing. And again, listen, they're still not going to win. I guess he can hang his hat on that, right? Even as great as they are, they're not going to win. They're not going to beat Man City. No one is this year. Um, but it looks like a fun system. I mean, Sonny's playing up top now, and he's just brilliant. Five goals in his last two away games. Two again today. Just just fantastic. Mm-hmm. Better is very, very best. It's a fun club again, right? Mm-hmm. Hasn't been that way for a long time. Yeah. No, you, you know, you are right. I mean, I'm sure Harry Kane's thought about that maybe this this manager would have been uh, a breath of fresh air for, for him a couple of years ago. But he's in a good spot right now. Bad day for Romero, eh? Own goal, though, and a handball for a penalty. Oh, fell for the guy. I was wondering, I was watching that match with uh, Chloe and my oldest, and she goes, is that an OG or is that considered a deflection and a goal by, and I went, you know what? I didn't know. And I didn't follow up. So that was an OG. Yeah. Because the initial shot was going wide. Oh, and then he just put his leg up. I think that was yeah. a bad, put my leg up too. That was like it really kind of lazy. Up. Yeah. Although great from goalkeeper's perspective, right? You want your, your defenders to block shots, obviously. And it came in at some, in some pace as well. Was it just a clumsy block? And that was the issue there. Do you blame him? Specifically, specifically, no, um, no. I, th- I mean, things happen, but um, I would want to mention about guys going in to block crosses and shots. And we saw it at the Luton game with Wolves when Wolves were given a penalty against them from a block cross that hit his foot. His arm was above his head, but he was also lunging to try to block it. His arm so far away to the play, hits his foot, goes up and hits him in the hand. And they give a penalty and they look at it and they still give a penalty. I'm just like, I don't know. I think if it hits another part of your body before, he knows absolutely nothing about it. They're saying his arm's in an unnatural position. Well, you wonder why guys are running around the box with their arms behind their backs now. Because like anything where your body, your arm's away. But when you're trying to rock across, your hand's above your head. You're, it's not actually unnatural at all. But... I get, yeah, I mean, that was a weird one, right? Because it was his arms yeah. above his head like this, which he shouldn't yeah. really be doing, but he was lunging with his foot and, and that's what caught. It was unfortunate, but yeah, I, I don't know. And, and that's, you know what? This has been discussed on, on social and I've been banging this drum for a while. In those instances, I think the referee and VAR should look at the replay at full speed, not in slow motion. Because it was, the guy, it, the ball came in at such pace for no distance, he couldn't do anything about it. No. He just couldn't, right? So slow no. motion, yeah, it looks kind of blatant. But you watch the real time, and I mean, how the hell is he supposed to deal with that? Yeah, I, no chance of dealing with it. Uh, this thing is really, really harsh on a, on any player. Can I ask There's you? Zero intent. So I saw the deflection. He hit it off his foot, and then it went off his arm. Was it still going towards goal? That was the other. No, that's what no. I'm. See, this is where I'm. I, I have to agree with Craig. Not that I. That's a problem, but it's. It just doesn't. <laughs> it just doesn't make sense that if it stopped. If he stopped it with his foot, it deflected 
onto his arm, then even if his arm was in a weird position, he was throwing himself with his feet first. So, Mm -hmm. and if it wasn't going towards goal, I don't know. It seems a little, uh, when you see, when you see somebody, you see like a long jumper, they're not, their hands aren't behind their back when they're, they're using their arms to, to get distance. You're in the air, your arms are above your head. You're trying to get the, you know, your your foot six feet away, approximately away from you're trying to block across and it secondarily hits your arm. It's a, that's a harsh call, really harsh. I mean, if, if it's a black and white rule, though, right? And it, you, the ball hits your arm in the box, it's a penalty. Simple as that. And if, it, if your arm's away is. from the body, above, side, then, then okay, it's a shitty rule. It's mm. the interpretation, right? Because another week, the problem is with this current era of football is that another week, another referee would say that's not a penalty. That's the problem, I think. Yeah. Well, I hope so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I did feel, I, I felt for Luton, though, in, in that case. Was it was it Wolves or Luton? No, it was it was, uh, it was against Wolves that tied the game up that's, on the penalty. For- sorry, that's right. Yeah, but Luton were Luton had them all uh, under a lot of pressure after that. They were down a man, silly sending off, no complaints about that. Lashed out, lad. So Wolves were down a man, but I'm not sure about this. But I look at that pitch too at Luton. I don't think it's one of those hybrid pitches. It's not. When you're watching Man City play on a hybrid pitch, it's short, it's fast, the ball's zipping around. It looks as though it's not. It looks a little bit softer, a little heavier, a little bit longer too. I know there's guidelines, but that pitch looked a little long. The ball didn't zip. It was stuck. And that that obviously is what Luton want. They don't want the ball moving around as fast as they possibly can. And I just wonder if that's something they've done on purpose. It, look, it sure looked like it. Are there rules? There must be rules about the length of grass. It, can, it can't be over a certain length. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, there are guidelines, but... So they're pushing it a little bit. Pushing it. But, but why is that any more unfair to a city having a carpet and having all those multi, multi bajillion, you know, players who can play and have such great technical ability? And to them, their carpet is such an advantage to mm. compared to a Luton, for example, who's you know dirt trackers yeah. haven't quite got the same technique as as City. I mean, the, the Premier League is full of hybrid pitches. I'm not sure how many, 90%, I think, are hybrid now. So it, they're, they're immaculate. That's why we could see that that playing style. Even non-league, I'm watching Gateshead highlight something like 36 passes or something in the fifth tier, and they're playing on a really good pitch. It might have been artificial for all I know, but you know, it just makes such a difference to be able to play that style, the style that we're seeing with Brighton and Hove Albion. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, like that, that type of style you would have to change back in the day because you would get really good pitches i mean ipswich at one time had one of the best pitches in the league uh no hybrid was really good uh anfield was great old trafford was pretty good uh did play a little bit of rugby it got a little bit dirty but it was it was always flat and pretty pretty solid so but you had some other pitches that weren't and it, it uh, you had to change your style because you didn't want to be playing around at the back there's no way that brighton would go six games without playing a long goal kick uh in the old days just because your manager would be like today we're not going to be playing around the back because it's just way too dangerous with the the bobbly surface that we're playing on so nowadays you you're pretty much guaranteed a good pitch everywhere you go Although, Craig, for the first time this season, we saw Brighton try and play it out from the back and fuck it up badly for that opening goal for Bournemouth. That's right. That's going to happen. 
That's going to happen. I'm surprised it doesn't happen more, but we, we do see a lot of the ball getting given away in dangerous areas these days, and they seem to be okay with it, you know? They seem to be okay and just sticking with their guns, sticking with their system because they get a lot more joy and a lot more attacking uh, possession from what they're doing than they'll ever do giving up goals. That's what the, that's what the system is. Yeah, right. It was Bart the Bruggen, the goalkeeper, who uh, just it was a terrible, terrible giveaway. But they, they stormed yeah. back. Matoma again scored two goals off the bench in this occasion. I, I, I think he'll be the next guy to go. I don't know what he's worth. But it's going to be a ton of money because this guy looks pretty special. He's like one of those players who we'll be talking about in years now saying, remember when he started out in Brighton and, and he could turn some heads and now he's this, this legendary player that will be, you know, there'll be a statue of him outside. Hopefully Anfield one day, you know, <laughs> I just love the guy. He's so exciting to watch. And he scored different types of goals this weekend. He was in the box with his head. You know, he, he just, he's just a brilliant player. Just brilliant. Hey, you, you've, you've already nicked McAllister. Like, give, like, <laughs> give Brighton a break. Leave them with something. Well, and then when the Saudis come someday. calling for your, the Saudis they'll, come they'll, calling they'll for your lads, it. like Salah, and you're all gutted about it. <laughs> I, I, I'm saying take him. I'm saying take him next summer. No, listen, get Matomo. Give him ninety million for him, and then they'll buy some next guys summer. Three million. You see how he? You see good. how Sharms Sharms threw in next summer again? He it's was about to trade him. He was about to let him go about two weeks ago. Now it's next summer because they're they're in second. <laughs> no, no, no. I didn't. I said, listen, it was too late in the summer to sell him because they came in so late for him for two hundred million. I said, if that was June. They then that would have probably happened. You would yeah. have been sad though. It might have. Yeah, of course. Of course it'd be sad, but did you, did you see the power on his motion, pe- and make the business decision? All right. You know? did, did you see his penalty kick? His penalty? It had it was like old school. Craig told me about a guy, I free and he showed me the video, but every penalty he took was just like a raging rocket. And Julian Dix. Julian Dix. Yeah, and that's what Salas was like. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And I just said Raging Rocket, and it got it got JC. We're, no, no, no. Rage, you said Raging Rocket, and his name is Dix. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's how I'll remember him. By the way, what, you, you know what? It's crazy, Wunger. Didn't we have Julian Dix on the show? No, we haven't had Julian Dix on the show yet. Are you sure? Because no. I've interviewed him before. Maybe it's in a previous yeah. incarnation of a podcast. I've definitely Maybe. interviewed Julian Dix before on a podcast. But you no, did, we haven't you, had you him on our show. Razor. We have Razor. <laughs> yes. Razor was definitely Not on Dix. it. 
<laughs> no dicks yet. Well, we should get him on. He's great. He is. He was one of the dirtiest players to ever play the game as well. No, it wasn't dirty. It was fair. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> what a teammate. Okay, hard. he was definitely oh, hard. He was a hard man yeah. for sure. Well, yeah, he played at Liverpool as well, so you you know yeah. that. Yep. Different they era. Love him. Different they era love him. of football. He was that guy. That guy was one of the guys who just every single game, there's just not a chance you see anything other than his very best effort. Every single game. He left it out there. You must love that. Playing, playing in front of the chicken run at Upton Park, the one side of the pitch, the chicken run they called it. You, you, you don't want to be playing poorly or not playing well or, or playing hard in front of that group. That was so, one of the so problems great, I will me. say about West Ham when they moved from Upton Park to the big stadium. One of the big criticisms is they didn't take those areas like the chicken run where people have been having season tickets there for generations in that area. And think about that when they placed them into the new stadium. Everybody was just kind of thrown into the mix at this monstrous Olympic stadium. And that's how it sort of lost that bit of feel to it and that character that Upton Park had because the different stands, Bobby Moore's stand was different than the main stand and so-and-so. And that happens at every ground. So when they moved over, I thought they should have put a little bit more thought on that. West Ham played well today, right? I mean, they lost... 3-1 to Liverpool, but again, because they did yeah. the same thing last week against Man City, right? They're just not at that mm-hmm. level, but they're still a, a good team. Decent performance yeah. in a loss. Yeah, no, there's some similarities in there. I mean, at 1-1 against City, Antonio has a breakaway, doesn't finish. It wasn't easy. He's under some pressure, but the difference is when they get those chances, when it means the most, they score, and Haaland ends up scoring, and they end up winning that game by a couple. And then you see Bowen had a chance at 1-1. It, by the way, it was a good header for his 1-1 goal. Um, but he had another chance to take a 2-1 lead. And then soon after, they're down the other end and Liverpool score. So, yeah, that little bit of quality, that's that's usually the difference. And you see it from the, the big teams and the most consistent players. Well, Allison made that huge save as well early on, which, you know, mm-hmm. a lesser goal you wouldn't have got to. And that, that mm-hmm. changed the momentum as well to a certain degree. Paqueta's great again, wasn't he? You wonder where he, if, if they can figure out his old gambling issues, where's he going next year? <laughs> He's worth a lot of money, right? You almost with the city. Sorry, so don't mean to rub it in here, Craig. <laughs> All the hammers saying, fuck you, Shaman. But the reality is he almost left this past summer. Um, but the, the gambling issues off the pitch derailed the transfer. But, I mean, he just runs a show, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Best player in the pitch at times. Yeah. One player that's really impressed is this year and at the end of last year too is Paqueta. A lot of people... That's, no, that's what I mean. Paqueta, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, all right. I'm oh, sorry. He broke up there a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's been uh, he's been excellent. He's been a lot different. Um, I think that when you're transitioning from the back to the front, I think sometimes he's a little bit on the slow side and sort of you're looking to do that and hit on counters or he kind of slows that down a little bit, but I think he you put him into a Man City side and he would look really good. Yeah. Well, like we're seeing right now, uh, uh, Matteo Nunez at City, right? He came over from Wolves in the summer. Mm-hmm. Wasn't cheap, lots of money, but he looks just perfect in that midfield. Um, Doku looks brilliant in that midfield as well, out yeah. wide. They just fit in so nicely, don't they? Yeah, and the passing is so 
so crisp and the technique yeah. is so good. Confident on the ball. It's really good. Even with yeah, a, a, a man down, right, against Forrest. They mm-hmm. were never going to lose that match at 2-0. 46 no. passes for that Foden goal. Holy <laughs> 46. Second most ever, I believe, in the Premier League. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Who was it? I was thinking it was uh, oh, you Chadley. Said, you, you, Spurs. Spurs in 19... Uh, actually, 2007? Seven, yeah, something like that, yeah. Yeah. 48 passes, so wow, that's... We saw Brighton. Was it Brighton at Man United with 30, 30, 31 passes yeah. last yeah, week? Yeah, last week. Yeah. Wow, possession, eh? I mean, if you're going to be in the top echelon of football, you have to be able to possess the ball. The, you know, you just counterattacking football will work to a certain point, but if you're not possessing long periods or periods with the ball, you're you're not going to be in the in the top four. What do you make of the the Rodri red card? He did put his hands on the throat briefly of Gibbs White, who absolutely sold it. Flopped like it being freaking had his Mm. his throat sliced with a credit card. That's what it looked like. (laughs) (laughs) But it was unlike him, Rodri, who usually is pretty controlled, right? Well, yeah, and Pep wasn't happy with him, but yeah, this we see this happen. It's just it's kind of a human trait that you see from time to time where players just lose their minds over a split second. And but remember, where I think we were talking last week or last show, maybe even about just about hockey and how they have that you know that embellishment thing on top of it. Where yeah, it could be a red card. You're sent off. You did grab his throat, but the antics from the other player to embellish to get him sent off is just as bad and that that's but then how can you send the original guy off if the other person embellished because then it wouldn't have been a red card had it not been embellished depends though because the rule is isn't it with your hands if you put your hands on the guy's throat no matter if you just touch him it's it's a red card oh it's like black and white it's but otherwise you're right 100 you're right but if you're going to grab somebody by the throat you might as well make a good one Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's three games, no matter what, right? <laughs> yeah, got to do Mind one of those jabs if, into the Adam's apple, <laughs> just like a full-on like yeah. John Wick, <laughs> right in there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're gonna yeah. take your three matches. There you go. I'm done. Yeah. What movie was it? You're, ch- you're actually choking the guy out, and he's tapping out, and you still got him by the throat. You might get more than three games, but right. <laughs> what movie was it with Sean Connery? Beat the shit out of the guys in the bar with his thumb. The Presidio. Was it? That was what it was? Yeah. Yeah. In mm-hmm. San Francisco with uh, Mark Harmon and uh, what's her name? Uh, from when Harry Princess met Leia. Sally. Wasn't she in it? Mel, Mel, no, uh, Meryl Streep? No. No. no, uh, no, no. Um, uh, Ryan. Uh, Meg Ryan. Yeah. Meg Ryan. Yeah. she in it? Yeah, I tell you I think so. Oh, I don't know. Wonger, Wonger is impressive. 283 Wonger toothpicks. Wonger is impressive with movies. <laughs> Rain Man. Do <laughs> a little Rain Man for you. 283. Wonger is teetering on the spectrum. We thought that for a while. Come on. Well, you're yeah, smart. Yeah. You retain information very well. Yeah. His All information the stupidest information. All movies the and 80s music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, anything beyond that, he's useless. Yeah. <laughs> Baltimore. Baltimore, Tarzan man. Here's one for you. So since Pep arrived in England, 206 players have scored 10 or more goals in the Premier League. 
including Erling Haaland, of course. And Haaland ranks first out of those 206 for fewest touches per goal, fewest touches per shot, and has the highest proportion of his touches inside the opposition box. Wow. Efficiency. Efficiency. That's insane. He's just arrived. Mm. Like he's a, he's like an assassin, isn't he? Even though he's been missing chances recently, he's missed a few. Uh, yeah. He's had people in his sights the last couple of weeks, and there's been some lucky, you know, political heads of state who have missed his his sniper bullet. But generally speaking, he is an assassin. Mm. I was lying in- when he when he hits the target. It's usually it's got something extra on it. It's just even his header, like his, his header was wasn't in the corner, but it had so much power on it. Mm-hmm. Just bang! It's just in. It just the goal just seems massive when he's in and around, and when he takes a shot or a header, the, the goal just, just seems way bigger. I was lying in bed thinking of uh, a question that we talked about on One Soccer about complete players. And I was thinking about strikers and guys who all their job is to score. And I kind of thought, and tell me if I'm wrong or right, but the question is, can you even kind of have them in that conversation of complete player when they're almost like a keeper? Their specialty is to stay like you're not running. I mean, you're, you know, it's it's when you see. You're not running mm. like the other guys. You're just like the keeper. You're mm. almost playing the opposite of a keeper, you know? And I was kind a of going, is it unfair? And I was doing this in bed, so it was very, very erotic. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I was thinking of, no, but is that a fair, a fair take on that? Because I was, you know, our one soccer question was, who was the most, most complete player you've ever played with and it was john terry for for jimmy and uh amy played with that japanese player who uh down in the states and i forget her name i apologize but is that a fair take that these guys their job is to score so you can't couldn't even put them in that bergman in the garage question yeah, I think it's a great take. Yeah, if you're going to talk about somebody who's the complete player as a striker, uh, that's a very rare thing, yeah, because you can be just specialized and good at doing what you do and banging goals in. If I talk about complete players, it'd be like I could see why John Terry was picked because not only was he good defending, good passer, uh, good vision, he was also great on set pieces too, so he, he always would give you 8 to 10 well, – Seven to eight, nine goals, I guess, a season. So, well, you you were very, doing very you were doing your uh, suddenly duty and bringing your dad to the doctors. Who was the most complete player you ever played with? If you had to, and I know I'm putting you on the spot, and we didn't talk about that. Yeah, but. yeah, it's a, that's a difficult one because I would say he was an older guy, and it was John Wark. I mean, I don't think I could think of anybody more complete than him. Was at Liverpool. I think he was leading goal scorer from midfield on one occasion at least. Uh, he could play up front. Great at runs into the box. Great header of a but diagonal ball. And then he was also good enough to move back because when he was like thirty five, something like that, thirty six, he was playing in the Premier League centre back. Mm. Mind you, we we did get beat nine with him there too, but. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was great that good. He, he just kept moving back and then he could actually play defender and center back and 
generally it was it was very good, but he obviously slowed down by the time he was thirty six. But to your question, well, about you know st- complete strikers, I think yeah. Ronaldo's got to be the guy. Oh yeah, that so so he was so quick. He could beat you one on one. He was incredible in the air. He was a beast. He was strong. Um, he had it all <laughs> as a striker. Sharm's talking about him past tense. He was this. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he exactly. He's still, still pretty good. He's still <laughs> but I mean, and, and that's not to dismiss Messi, who was this kind of hybrid player, Messi, right? Because he would drop deeper into that 10, mm. right? Whereas mm. Ronaldo, he was at, he, at first, he was just a winger, just a winger. And then as he evolved at Real Madrid, he became more of a central player. But he could still beat you one on one out wide. So I, I think yeah, he and he was, he, 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 he's not an out and out striker, um, Ronaldo, but he can play. I would say he could play everywhere on the pitch. I'm not sure how his handling is for goalkeeper, but every out position, I think he would be he would be confident and comfortable there. Center back, I wouldn't worry about Ronaldo playing center back. I think he'd be excellent. Good in the air. Yeah. I'm not sure about tackling though. Can you remember him tackling someone? Oh, I think he could if he wanted to, as long as he doesn't get hurt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I mean, him and then you think of like Thierry Henry, again, pace, good in the air, had it all. Alan Shearer, maybe not quite the same pace, but a complete mm-hmm. striker though, wasn't he? Back in your era. Well, they're complete strikers in that position, but a complete player, sometimes you look at a guy that, you know, will come back on set pieces and he's great at defending set pieces or he's great at closing down. He has a, an awareness tactically, defensively when they when they don't have the ball. That's sort of what makes a all-in-all yeah. great player. I mean, yeah. you talk about Messi. Messi, I would think, in my opinion, is out now best attacking player with the ball at his feet we've ever seen. Like, I don't think it comes close, except... You have to give a lot of respect to Maradona because that was a different era and any of the highlights you ever see of him, he just getting the shit kicked out of him every single game. And not to say that Messi couldn't handle it, but it would be it would be much different. But would you rather, Craig, would you rather have your striker, your center forward, you, would you rather him be a 10 out of 10 finisher in, in the final third and, and 6 out of 10 everywhere else, or would you rather have a guy that's 8 out of 10 everywhere? Ooh. I think I'd rather have what Helen's doing, rarely touching the ball and banging goals in every game. Right. You want I the mean, efficiency. That, you want the efficiency, right? Up, up, I mean, up top. it's incredible with the numbers we're talking about with some of these people. I didn't really think there was a time of 10 years ago or more like a, scoring a goal every other game was really, really good. Like you were going to be a, a well-traveled, well-making-a-lot-of-money striker if you're going to score one every other game. Now guys are scoring, you know, a goal a game level. Not many, but... Well, Darwin Nunez at Liverpool scored today. He, this this season so far, albeit six games in, but he has mm-hmm. a goal contribution, so a goal or an assist every 52 minutes is on the pitch. That's pretty incredible. Yeah. If he maintains that, he's going to be well worth the... Was it eighty-five million or whatever it is they they ended up spending on him? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, the levels we're seeing these days right now with a few players. Some of the Kane's got eight goals. Allen's killing it out there. You know, like the ratio is pretty good it for is. a few of these guys. Um, Manchester United won, beat Burnley in the end. Fernandez with a worldie that volley from wow. the Johnny Evans goal over the top of all people. Brilliant goal. Brilliant goal. Wasn't a pretty performance again. Burnley had their chances, but 
they got the three points right. Bit of pressure's off them. Yeah, they needed that. And Onana played quite well. He was he was solid, so good for the keeper. Felt starting to feel sorry for the guy. A little bit. <laughs> Chelsea <laughs> lost again to Villa 1-0 at Stanford oh. Bridge. Down to 10 men. Chelsea, five goals in six games. We're going to talk about Chelsea a little bit on uh, one soccer this evening on Monday. Um, so, yeah, their uh, stumbling start to the season continues. You go over that, yeah. and we'll talk about this tonight, so not so much now, but you go over the 11 and, and on the bench. And, like, honestly, these are, I'm sure, really good young players who are going to be good one day, but... The name, the name recognition value. I can't remember a Chelsea team with so little of it. It's incredible. Mm. It really they is. Just went it's out not about names. We look at Brighton, but man, they are doing something wrong. It seems it just well, isn't working for them. When you haven't even got a goal threat and you spent a billion pounds on players, it seems a little ridiculous. But and then saying that, I mean, what did they play for Mudrik? Uh, Hundred million, ninety million, something like that. Like. It could go up to 95 million. Like (laughs) now he did show glimpses today and I think that he could be a good player in the future, but you also have to think where he's coming from where, you know, his home country's got their own things going on that has to absolutely affect his mentality. Um, So he's trying to deal with that and play football at the same time. It's not, not easy. What are you doing, Wonga? These glasses, I sat on them, and so the arms are all effed up now. And I, I, I once again have to use the Austin Powers. You know when he's he comes out of Frozen, and his glasses yeah. are all effed up, and then he pees yeah. for like fifteen minutes. It's, that's how I'm feeling. You, you, today. Okay, you you love that pee scene, don't you? You love oh it. Oh my god! How the second time you mentioned it in the show. It's so good because <laughs> the guy's standing outside waiting for him, and it just continues. I actually just love bathroom humor. You know, no, remember no, no. Uh, when when Leslie Nielsen goes and he's naked talking gun. to the Queen and he forgets the queen. Naked Gun too, I think it was. Yep. And yeah. he took off. He Two forgot to turn off the microphone, and he's farting and he's peeing and it's. <laughs> and then it stopped. His stream stopped and then it started yeah. again. Yeah, it starts again. <laughs> <laughs> and, so and you know it's going to start me. again, but it's just yeah. That, that, that pause of that comic pause <laughs> yes. is brilliant. Yep. And then it there's was. a little bit of that. Uh, and like he makes a little sound and then <laughs> the farts fart. start. And then it just reminds me of those guys that you're standing beside while you're going to the bathroom and they fart. And you're like, what are you doing, man? I, know. I, I go, know. this isn't, this isn't acceptable. First of all, if you're standing beside me, like that means it's a busy bathroom but then to start like laying farts down on me like that, like I'm stuck there. You're, you, you've got like, you, you're nowhere you can go. You're in the, you're in midstream. So well, it's like a, a, sl- a slow traffic work washroom, right? When you share like a floor with the other companies and yeah. it's a small washroom with maybe two stalls and you go in there for a piss and there's someone in the stall and they don't give a shit. They don't care. <laughs> They're just letting loose. And it's like, can you just, just I'm not going to be here for long. Clearly I'm going for a piss. <laughs> Uh, you not just clench for for thirty five seconds, and no, I'll leave. You can't take care of it. Not in television. You've got hey, we're on air in eighteen minutes. <laughs> you need your full seventeen thirty to get to get to have your pee. Oh, uh, speaking of shooting ourselves, uh, the parlays didn't go so well this oh, week. Jeez, on TonyBet.ca after a, a great week last week, um, 
the players lost, and so did the non-players. Um, however, there is some good news here. Oh, and I've just been timed out again. Hang on. Footy Phil, Wonga Phil. Footy Prime supporters, I was reading their tweet, and they said, hey, we had a good week. So I said to Sharms, I think they won. He had it up, and then I'm it closed on up right now. Yeah. So look, Craig, you were you you were betting on you did you did some suicide pool, right? Survivor pool. Was there any other betting other than the bets we placed on the parlay this weekend? Did you bet on it? Like I know Charms bet on something else, right? Charms, you had another another parlay. You won eighty two cents. I cashed in and and yeah. eighty two cents. <laughs> Why? What, what well, it was, it was the Arsenal that? one, right? It was, yeah. I'll tell you what it was. I just, in recent weeks, <laughs> I just, I've been burned late in games. And I was, initially, my games, I, the result was correct, but each result was up by a goal. It was tight. And there was like 15 minutes or 10 minutes of at a time in Arsenal. So rather than, than take the $17 win, I took the 82 cent cash out. <laughs> And I have no regrets. None. Well, I do no have way. regrets. I, I, <laughs> I, I have regrets, and I'll tell you why. Uh, recently, I, I spoke with, with Alex Haig from Tony Betts uh, last week. Tony Betts. And, Tony Betts, sorry. And, uh, yeah, it's not Ivan Tony Betts. You're right. It's Tony Betts. And uh, I was bragging about our finally winning our parlay both players and uh non-players and he said well what would have happened he made like he made me feel bad because he goes well then you would have won the six match parlay yeah <laughs> and i went oh no and <laughs> I, I know I went, shut up alex thanks shut up thanks <laughs> Stop making a complete logic here <laughs> so um the supporters they had man yeah. city winning they had united winning and newcastle winning oh geez so uh that, that five dollars won us fifteen dollars towards Craig's casket. Um, whereas the other ones, um, here it is. The other one we lost was um, Wolves. Well, we Wolves Luton. We had Wolves to win that. It was a draw, of course. And Newcastle won. And Jimmy's Santos Laguna against the catcher the is, is still pending. But it doesn't matter. We lost that one because of the, the Luton-Wolves controversial uh, incident in that match. And then um, the other one here, where is it? Well, congratulations, Footy Prime supporters. I think I, I screwed really, Oh, yeah, so Brentford, happy. Everton. We had Brentford winning that game. Yes. Um, mm. Everton smashed him, of course. Uh, we smashed had Brighton, them. that's correct. And then uh, I had Union Berlin beating Hoffenheim, and it was 2-1. So 2-0 Hoffenheim in that one. So, But thankfully, thanks to the supporters club, we are up now to $517.25. There you go, Craig. So we made a dollar this week? Pardon? Yeah. We made a dollar. We made a dollar? Yeah. Wasn't it five sixteen last week? Um, yeah, but after we the money we bet and lost. Yeah, we're right. a buck up. But overall, we're a buck up, yeah. Yeah. A buck up from last week. So yeah. there you go. Five five seventeen. <laughs> five yeah. sixteen. Success. Yeah, five seventeen. Success. I feel good about that. Me too. Yeah. So Tony Bet, we're coming, we're coming for all your money. <laughs> Tell you. Watch out. So I'm sure there's some uh, high-level executive meetings discussing 
the crew at Footy Prime each week and just what <laughs> potential <laughs> disruption they can cause the betting markets with their brilliance. Yeah, exactly. We seventeen dollars. There's seventeen dollars into us. We got to call people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all those games by the way all those prem games uh, i caught them on fubotv.com and you can still save money and subscribe if you log on to fubotv.com slash fully prime anything else you want to get to fellas before we uh regroup for the big show on one soccer no i just one one more thing was you keep this podcast comes out on sunday night so you I keep know, saying tonight. On sunday night yeah a lot Who of people is? really if yeah Half our downloads on Sunday night. There's a lot of time. Did you guys see the Tristan Henry save? Oh yeah, I did not. Yeah, for from what uh, the Forge, right? From Forge, a seventy, yeah. you, you, it was you, nearly seventy yards. It must have been windy. It was a hell of a strike, and he was at the top of the box, and it was going underneath the bar, and he adjusted his feet, and it was like, yeah, they're talking about being a save of the season, and it was like, so I had to look at it, and I'm like. Because how often does a save of the season come from 70 yards? <laughs> right. I've got I, mean, I haven't looked at my CPL highlights yet. Not only did he save it, like he didn't just knock it away. He caught it and threw it up. It was the most most incredible save I've ever seen other than all of Craig's. So, thanks, buddy. <laughs> By the way, for the CPL highlights, it's actually really great on CPL on the website, campl.ca. They have all the highlights up pretty soon after the games in depth. And it's a great way to catch up on the weekend. So do that. That's what I'm doing later tonight. Being Sunday. Wonger. <laughs> Thanks for correcting me. Um, I've also, I have, we have as a collective on Footy Prime's Twitter account, put up a, a poll and some questions to be answered in time for um, the the big show on One Soccer on Monday evening, 7.30 Eastern, uh, for Wonger's mail sack. We're going to probably, I think this week, we're going to layer in the mail sack throughout the show. I like that. Yeah. So we've got some big topics coming up. We've got Chelsea. We want to talk about Chelsea, as I mentioned there. I want to talk about the whole five sub rule in football and how it's kind of changing the way coaches plan, especially with all the all the added time in the Premier League so far this season. Um, I want to talk about soccer as a whole, you know, in Canada being a soccer nation, massive game coming up for Canada, of course, on Tuesday uh, at BMO Field. It's going to be sold out. Are we a soccer nation yet? Carmelina Muscadado will join us on the show. She's being inducted into the Hall of Fame as well. I'll ask her about that. Uh, and, of course, uh, Right or Wong. S- episode Week two, two of that? Right or Wong. Yeah. We're doing that, right, again? Of course. Yeah. Okay. We're also messing around with JC. We won't put him somewhere else. Going to find yeah. out. We're, we're experimenting with a variety of things. On I'm show. excited to be in the basement, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> with the janitor. Uh, I, I, I also Bye. work as the janitor at One Soccer. Mm-hmm. So it's got to pay those bills somehow, pal. That's it. <laughs> I make more. I make more from the show than you guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, actually. That is definitely true. <laughs> yeah, we're out of pocket. Hey, just yeah. isn't that where Nigel Nigelson lurks and hangs out as well? That's where he keeps people. That's, that's where Dickio's been, is in the cellar. So maybe we'll bring Dickio. When uh, when we announced the one soccer, I did notice that Nigel actually—I forget what he said there. Nigel did tweet about it, so he's still around. He's still around. He's kicking, and there's there's like a, a small little cult following of people who 
are a fan of Nigel Nigel. Craig he's, hates Nigel Nigel. I know. I Nigel. <laughs> Craig hates him. I think Craig just needs to spend a night with him, and I think he'll change his tune. Or never be heard from again. One, one or the other. I'll have a red ball back. in my mouth. We've got some new listeners. We'll, we'll find out if they're as offended as the previous <laughs> listeners. <laughs> ah, Nigel. All right. We're out of time. That's fully prime. Um, Dubs, we'll see you in studio. Hopefully, Jimmy as well. we'll see you in studio. Craig, JC, Wunger. Same time, same place. You know where. Cheers for listening, everyone. I keep buying newspapers. Follow us on Twitter at footy underscore prime and on Instagram at footy prime IG. Thank you. All right. Good. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.